Welcome back to Off the Dope and Out the Crazy House with Anthony Ray. You are now listening to Anthony Ray. What's good? I hope everything's good. I hope life is good. I hope it's going good for you. Hope you feel good. Hope you look good. You know, stay smelling good, you know. I just wanted to pop in on y'all and I kind of wanted to share something. I'm hoping quickly with you guys, but you know how it goes and I don't want to spend too much time because I'm actually in the middle of um, trying to handle some other business. So I'm, I'm thankful that I get the opportunity to be busy at something that I'm enjoying to do. And I just want to share with you my mindset and what, what's going on in my mind. So I was watching a YouTube channel that was based on the battle of the sexes type of conversation, which is interesting because it just is. It's something that, that we all can relate to. And it's, it's one of those things going on right now, those, those underlying conversations. And I spoke on some of those things in other um, segments of this and as I listened to the girl that asked her this question, they said, so what do you bring to the table? The girl said, I am the table and the legs. Now, for obvious reasons, being a male, that already bothered me. But the real reason why it bothered me was because the deeper reason for my being bothered by what she said was because it I think is I think it's bullshit. I think that it's based in fake bravado. And that's a big problem that's going on with a lot of different, you know, sections and groups of people as well as the thought processes that are being fed to us, which tell us that we are super duper 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 important I don't disagree with the fact that we are of importance to this world we are I believe that I think though that when you lose humility in some forms and fashion you lose your magic you lose some part of you that makes you important kind of goes away. I've often told other people that I believe that the people who believe that they're geniuses tend to go crazy once they start to believe in their own genius. When they lose the humility that got them into that genius type of mindset, when it, that, and I don't even want to call it genius because like I said before, the only geniuses that I believe in are the creators, those who created creators. Everything else just stems from that. But when they get into the type of mentality of the, where they start to really create stuff and they tap into that part of them that's super, super creative and so creative that it feels like it's never been seen or touched before or thought before. When you start to get into the mind 
set of I'm a genius, I'm smarter than everybody else, I'm way up here. I think it leads to mental illness. And it's like your body starts to malfunction, your mind malfunctions because there's something about humility. And I'm not telling you to stay lower than people, but there is something about humility that creates or or it maintains. I ain't gonna say it creates it, but it maintains that that magic. And so when I hear somebody say, I am the table and the legs, the first thing I think in my mind is the table itself is of not of the greatest of the of the value. What is of value are the people that are bringing value to the table. They actually bring it. When two businessmen or two businesswomen sit down at a table, they bring value to the table. The table of its the table in itself has a value of its own, but that table is just a meeting place for the value. So when someone says I am the table in the chairs, really they're just in a way, they're either ignorant of the fact that the table is not the, the, the greatest value, or they're saying I don't bring value. I wait for value to be brought to me. And this is a a strange. It's almost a a lazy concept for someone to say that in my mind. And the first thing I think in my mind is it's just it's just BS. It's it's an automatic knee-jerk response to what's being said because you want to elevate your status automatically because we're taught that way, that if you don't think highly of yourself, no one else will. And I've spoken on some of this before, but please bear with me and just travel with me, all right? But I want to explain to you why some of these things are actually not true. You've heard the statement said that you can't help anybody till you help yourself. Now, why do I find that to be dishonest or a half truth or a half lie, whatever you want to call it? Well, it goes back to me explaining to y'all before. It is the day and age of the self. And I want you to notice that I didn't say it's a time of self-mastery. I didn't say anything about that type of mindset. What I'm saying is, it's actually, you could take the mastery off and just say that right now we live in a time of the self. If you even listen to most of what people are speaking about, they're talking about self-help, self Empowerment The self Everything is centered in the self Even that statement that girl was saying She is the table So part of what's in her mind is that She is at the center of all of it She is the table And the leg She's the center And as I said before That's only a half truth As I've said in in another segment Of this That being that the the world is kind of a a sphere 
everyone is a potential sinner on that sphere. Right? But like I said, these are half truths and half lies that they're telling us because even if everyone else on the earth is, is a potential sinner, just remember that that means that you're not the only potential sinner either. There were others who are important as well. And there's also this thought process of you got to protect your energy. I hear a lot of people saying this now. And I understand the thought process. I understand what's being said. That you can't just let people come into your life and destroy things. I understand that. What I'm saying is that some of that is only giving you half the game. And this is why. I was once listening to a psychologist or a doctor. I can't remember which one it was, but he dealt with, I'm pretty sure it was a psychologist because he dealt with people who were dealing with depression and anxieties and things. And he stated that the best way to get out of depression was actually to go help someone else. I believe he said this because and I'll break it down for you why it's true and why I know it to be true. And let me start by telling you why I know it to be true. Now, my granny is someone who I don't always agree with the way she lives her life and the way maybe even that she treats other people. But that doesn't take away from the fact that my granny has been around for a long time so she does have an amassed amount of wisdom and knowledge about life at one point she actually taught me a very valuable lesson about my own depression as I shared with you before when I got back out of the military my mindset was damaged. It still is in some ways. But at that time, it was much worse. There was a time actually where I couldn't get out to bed. I didn't have any, I, no, no strength. I don't know if you've ever heard about the, uh, there's a, there a tablet I received when I was in the mental institution and they gave you a certain amount of spoons. And they said, well, every day you only get this amount of spoons to get through the day. The spoons represented energy. So you only got a certain amount of energy to deal with every day. So you might have got 15 spoons. Well, each action that you do is a certain amount of spoons. So if you get out the bed, that's a spoon. If you decide to brush your teeth, that's that's a spoon. Now, if you want to get up and go to the kitchen and eat, that's three spoons. To eat itself is a spoon, but you only get 15 because you have a limited amount of energy when you're in depression. And that's kind of the explanation as to what it feels like to not be able to get out of bed when you're depressed sometimes. And now I know what that feels like. It just feels your drain. And I believe that it has to do with the fact that the 
Depression is based in the past, as I've always said. It's based in things of the past. So the body wishes to continue. It can't travel back with you or forward with you like that. It's 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 here. But when you take your mind and you put it in the past, it's like you're time traveling. And your body can't come with you when you go to the past. So it sits, it sticks, it's stuck. It becomes stuck. And your mind is somewhere totally different though. And sadness creeps in and it drains your actual energy. Not to mention I was dealing with reeling back from all the drug use I had been doing and the heartbreak between family, friends, and, and lovers. These things, they fucked with me in my head. So my granny, she saw me in the bed and I don't believe that she was trying to do this honestly as a way to teach me the lesson. I think this is just my thought, but because I know my granny, she probably wanted to just get me up and try to control the situation. She wanted to control what I was doing. Honestly, I, I deal with that a lot in my family and friends scenarios. And so she would come bother me about doing certain stuff around the house. And, you know, she didn't have a real thought process of this guy is sad. Or, to her, my sadness is just weakness. It's just all it is. So she was like, I need you to come to the yard and do this, do this and do that. And I kept brushing her off um, until finally one day I decided to go ahead and get up and give it a shot. So I went to the yard. She had a garden back there that she had planted all kind of stuff. And she needed stuff to be dug up and for that land to be tilled back over. I began to do it. As I did the things that she was saying, asking me to do, I ended up getting into it. Because my natural instinct, even when I'm usually sad, is to do stuff. But at this time, I just, I, I was just, I had, I had ruined myself. And so as I started back to do it, what I realized is I started to kind of take the forefront in the activity. I'm telling people what to do, where to go, what I need. Um, and I ended up being out there longer than everybody else. And the energy started to just flow through me. I went from doing that to their closet, in my granny's closet, and installed one of those bars across the, one of those beams that you hang your, 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 your stuff on with the coat hangers. I put one of those in my granny's closet, then helped my mom with the other closet and did hers. I went from doing that to doing the yard and Pulling ivy from around the, the, the fence line. And all different kind of things. The energy returned. After I started to help. So she was right. I told you this story because. 
the truth of the matter is that they tell you that you can't help anyone till you help yourself is only slightly true. As a matter of fact, you can do both at the same time. As a matter of fact, helping people empowers you. When you help another person, you gain strength. As a matter of fact, have you ever heard the state this this the statement, the saying that when you actually ask other people for stuff that you are actually giving them your power, you're giving your power away. You ever heard that? Pretty common. Stop giving your power away, they'll say. Also, you'll find it interesting that those people who wish to do wrong by others, some people would call them the darker forces, right? The dark forces. Especially if they're already powerful and rich and they wish to maintain that and so they get the mindset of someone who is very selfish, self-centered, and they only want the things that they desire to occur. And they don't mind who they prey on because of this. Self-centered and self that self-centered thought process actually leads to that type of heart space. That that type of the it leads to that, that mindset. So what they'll do is they actually create a problem. This is why they create the problem so that they can be the answer to it. Because if they create the problem, they create people who need help. Once you need help from someone else, it actually, it does give you a kind of a lower, somewhat lower status than the person that is coming to help you. You have less power than they do. And you're admitting that. So if they create the problem and then become the one who has to help fix the problem, they immediately empower themselves because it is true what I'm telling you. That to help someone else is to empower yourself. Now, what I'm now what I'm not telling you to do is to have the heart and the mind and spirit of those who wish to prey on other people. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm telling you is that if you do it in the right spirit, a good spirit, even though you don't have power, you can actually multiply your energy and power by reaching out and helping people with less than you. It doesn't make sense, right? Because you would think that as we go back to the thought of the spoons, right? Which represented energy. If I go help them, that takes spoons away from me. One thing you're forgetting though, the exchange that you do between you and someone who needs help is kind of like a bank in a way or a transaction. It's a transaction, almost like a loan in a way to be repaid. So what will happen is, and, and mind you, you shouldn't care about being repaid for it. That'll take away some of the energy, but just travel with me again. Follow me. 
or, or stand next to me. Let's walk. So what'll happen is when you see some when you don't have that much energy and power in your own life, you feel disempowered. Is that a word, right? <laughs> you feel like you don't have it. You get up. And you go find someone who needs help because when you're in depression, the problem with part of it is, and this is not, this is easier said than done. Like I get in the same bouts, okay? I'm keeping a whole buck with y'all. I know how it feels. I, I'm I'm telling you, I understand. But it's good to try to fight for this whenever you get that feeling. When you're low. And your self-esteem is damaged. Mind you, all of these things have to do with you being stuck on you. You stuck on you. You stuck in yourself. You stuck on yourself and your problems and what, let's just say we, and we're stuck on what we got going on. So we get low. And not only that, but we start to dislike ourselves. Which is imbalanced And so It brings you low And takes away your energy Because what's the point of going on Everything's in the in, in Behind me You know And I'm starting not to like myself anyway Because I think about the things I've done Or who I, who I am And I'm really of no use to anybody I can't do nothing for nobody because I can't do for myself. So you start to use these thought processes and they actually zap you of your strength. But what you can do is fight to go help someone else. And what that does is it places the focus outside of you onto those who are actually less fortunate than you, who are who are who have less power and authority than you have at that time. And when you go to that person and say, hey, can I can I help you? Do you mind if I help you? Do you need anything? What actually happens is that person who doesn't have that much power, they're like, well, I really don't have that much power. And some might not even want you to know they don't, but if they feel sincerity in your voice, and if it's the right person, that person might say, yes, I actually do. And what they'll do is they'll take a little bit of their power and they'll hand it to you. They'll, they'll entrust you with the little bit of power that they have. The power to say, yes, I need help. The power to come in and change things on their behalf. And they'll say, I trust you with this. Please give it back to me. And hopefully what you're thinking in your head is, not only will I give you back this power, but I'll give it back to you in a better condition than what you brought it for me. I'm going to try to multiply it for you. So they'll give you your their power. And now look what you have. You actually have the little bit of energy you brought to them because you didn't really have much more than they had. You just had enough that you could help them. But they've just handed you Theirs as well So now you are actually empowered And after you help this person The outcome 
after you've done a job well done and you've actually helped this person to fix whatever it is that they've needed from you is that this person now holds you in high esteem. So they raise your self-esteem because not only do you feel good about yourself because you actually felt like you were helpful, that you could you could be of service to someone, that you're useful without being used. And, and this person actually looks at you as someone who they can trust in, who they can believe in. It raises your Esteem and it's a balanced self-esteem. See, it's not like the the girl that says I am the table, and it's not like the person that feels like they're too low. It's not like this big ego thing. It's balanced because, to be honest, our esteem is built up in a balanced way by us and others. Your self-esteem, the thing you think that is just self-related, is not even just self-related. Esteem is just not self-related. That's only half of the puzzle. Our esteem also comes from others as well. If you're the only, let's just, we could break it down if it's something like money. Let's just say, if, if seashells were only of value to you and you didn't see seashells, you didn't see anything else as having value, only, only your seashells, right? And you wanted to trade those for something else. And, and, and get something done with these seashells But you're the only one that finds a value Because it's, your, it's, the, it's the way you perceive these seashells They're yours It's your self-awareness of these seashells Right? That we just made up <laughs> But It'd be hard to spend them Because no one else has placed that same value on those seashells That's what actually creates value Is when everyone kind of agrees on it Anything that's outside of that sort of agreement, it kind of, it does, it, it doesn't take away completely the value because you still see value in it. It just leans it one way or the other. Now, if all of the value, like, let's say that you saw no value in seashells, but everybody else did. Right. And you end up going out there and trading all this stuff to get seashells and then you get them. You're like, I don't even like seashells. It pushes the excuse the value of those seashells the other way. So when you go help somebody, you actually try you're trying to create a dynamic of a balanced give and take. And they're paying you a very small amount, which is just the power to say, please help me, or to go ahead and come in and Change things on my behalf They give you that small amount of power But when you give back their their power and their authority And you don't lord it over them And you don't bring it up later on And you don't put it on TV And you don't upload it to your Instagram And you don't go tell everybody that I helped these people You don't do that You actually create that trust and that bond And that person will forever empower you I don't even know if I would say forever, but if nothing goes wrong between you, they'll always find value in you. And vice versa. You found someone who sees value in you, which is hard to find these days. I mean, due to our 
desire us to increase our own value in our own mind, to lift our own self-esteem, to build our own egos, to drive the help for ourselves. We have lost the value of helping others. And we have lost some of our ability to see the value of other people. Because right now we're so busy protecting our own energy. Now what's true about this exchange of energy is this. There are people out there who will try to get over on you in this exchange. People who will try to rob you when they see you with all that energy. Even though you ain't got that much more than they got. You'd be surprised how the poor rob the poor. And how the rich rob the rich and the poor. <laughs> you know, people tend to do harm to those who are around them. But you also got to understand that people going to try to get over on you. People going to try to figure out how to take some of that energy. And yes, all that exists. There are energy vampires. That's just, that's, that's a really, um, you know, souped up way to say there are crummy people out here who are selfish. All right. But understand that that person who's selfish is concerned is only concerned with their survival. They're concerned with making their self good. It's hard to put yourself in someone else's shoes when you're always staring at yourself. Something has been lost. So I'm not telling you that this is something that has no risk. It's like any other investment. Think of, if you think of it, like I was saying, a transaction, a, a bank transaction or whatever it is, an investment of your energy. There, are, there will be times where you'll lose energy. There's going to be times where you lose that investment of time, energy, love. Somebody's going to run off with it. Somebody's going to um, reject the transaction. Somebody's not going to, you know, pay you back. Excuse me. You're going to do someone right and then they're going to talk about you bad. Trust me, I've, I know it. Been there. Be there. You understand? But like any investment, it comes with risk. You just got to wear them out and take chances because the person... Who hoards their own energy, right? Protects their own energy. Let me tell you something. It's recycled energy. It's just running on itself. It's not multiplying. You're not getting any more powerful by sitting back hoarding all your energy to yourself. You're maintaining the same amount of energy. Maybe even dissipating energy. Because it's not the way we were made. We're interactive. Everything here is interactive. Sitting there by yourself and hoarding your energy ain't going to get you nowhere. But the same. When you go out here and you make some, some, some risk. Take some risk and try to figure out how to connect with other people. And share your energy and help other people. Yes, you're going to have some losses. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, you're going to have some losses. But you're going to have some gains too. And the, great, and the, and the gains might, may, may very well outlast all the losses. I just want to share that because what they'll tell you is that narcissism 
is on a scale, right? It's a sliding scale. But they're not gonna they're not saying so far is that a sliding scale on one end or the other is not the same thing usually. Usually on a sliding scale, you have opposites. So when they tell you that there's the narcissism is a sliding scale, they're not telling you that that half of that's only half of the scale is narcissism. The other half would be empathy or whatever. I think it's empathy. So you it would really go from a um high level narcissism slide it across and it goes to low level of narcissism. Keep sliding it'll be low level of empathy and all the way to the other end it would slide and say a high level of empathy that's the full scale the full scale does not start and end with narcissism you understand what I'm saying I know you do I'm not talking to you like you're stupid I'm sorry but that's what it is it's like that so the more narcissistic you become, the less sympathetic of others. The less you can put yourselves in other people's shoes. The more empathetic you become, the less narcissistic you become and the less worried about yourself. Which, by the way, is still the issue. Because you can't, you don't want to be a martyr at all given times of your, of your, <laughs> of your life. It's a bad place to be, trust me again. But you also don't want to be highly narcissistic because you're not a child anymore. Children think of, of their, only of their survival, things that are immature. Think of only their survival. A baby laying on its back has to be narcissistic to some extent because they're laying on their back and can't roll over, but still need to be fed and still need to feel the warmth of others around them. So they demand with no remorse. That is a highly narcissistic person. It's like a child, like a baby. No remorse on how they, what they need and how they gonna get it. You gonna bring it, all right? Cause I need it. But as you grow and you go through things, it becomes easier to put your feet in the shoes of others. It should become easier to understand what other people are going through, especially those of you out there who have been through the gamut, a wide array, a plethora of things in life. There's no reason to be not understanding of what someone else has gone through when you're 60, 70, 80, 40, 50, you, 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 you older and you done did a lot of stuff. And you done been a lot of places and a lot of things have happened to you. There's no reason why you should be of no understanding of what someone else could possibly be thinking or going through when they make bad and poor decisions or when things happen to them. Other than you're only here for you. So that's what I wanted to share with y'all today. Helping others can actually empower you and... Don't take that for granted. So today I actually am going to leave y'all early. 
And I appreciate your time. As always, I hope it's helping. You know what I'm going to tell you. Stay physically fit. Meditate. Do something good out there for other people. If you need somebody to talk to, this is one thing I never say. Then there are numbers out there you can call. Especially they just give they gave me the number to the crisis hotlines for 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 V the VA has one if you're a military person out there. And if you're not, there are other numbers that you can reach. I think all you need to do is just put put in you know help help hotline or I need someone to talk to. Put that in Google if you don't know what else to do. In today's day and age, there's no excuse for not finding the answer. I don't have that in front of me because I just jumped on here. But there's always a way to get some help. Even if you got to dial 211, dial it and find some help. And I just want to encourage y'all to remember that the world is a big place. And you ain't the only one here. Real talk. And even if even if you believe that you're if you believe that you're unimportant, you're wrong. And if you believe that you're the only thing that's important, you're wrong again. We're trying to find some balance around here. By the way, I'm finding out something real cool, y'all. I want you, I was listening to this guy, my homeboy Chop put me on. His name is Yaki Y-A-H-K-I. The information I found out that he gives is it's invaluable. It's, 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 it's how to eat right. And it's his belief that it's best for us to eat fruit, to shy away from meats and not too many vegetables. That vegetables are really for building and for and herbs are for healing. So drinking tea is good and after you get your body cleaned out Vegetables are good too He's not saying they're bad But I started kind of putting this to the test y'all And how it makes me feel There's such a big difference When I eat bad I feel bad immediately It's another addiction I promise y'all because I've, I've done it a million times No lie I keep eating good I'll eat, I'll eat grapes and cucumbers and um, avocados and, you know, other things, just healthy stuff. And I check and see how I feel. Now, when I eat fruits, I feel great. Actually, urinate a lot, but I feel great. And my energy is high and my mind be clear. And I, I'm, I feel great I mean really feel great And then I'll go eat a burger Or a steak And immediately I'll be tired Heavy And my attitude Is not as vibrant Remember what I told you about drugs I feel like they're all downers In the end Every last one of them If it's a drug it brings you down eventually I feel like that with food And I keep going back to it Like I did the dope I don't care how bad that food make me feel I want some more of it As I'm driving home I'm feeling I'm From eating the steak I'm feeling like Man why did I do that 
the same way I used to feel about drugs, y'all. No lie. My eyes were just opened. I'm like, and I still be doing it. That's how addicted I am to eating wrong food, the wrong thing. The same way I was. <sighs> Blew my mind. So I've been watching a lot of what he says and I don't care how I don't care how You don't think that it matters It does Like What we putting in our bodies It matters And I'm telling you Try it out Like Go eat Just go eat Some of your favorite fruits And Go find some of your favorite fruits And if you do like vegetables You know You can always try Some of that tahine Some of that stuff You sprinkle on it And it makes Stuff feel good Like I, I put cucumbers And I put cilantro On top of it and squeeze some lime on top of that And then put some tahini over it And the, and the cucumbers Banging Like my dad even trying it now Like he eating them And the lady at my job She she asked me for some I gave her some She went and bought some um, Grapes are my favorite But I, like I said I try to find stuff with seeds in it I haven't been able to find oranges With seeds in it for a while but So I haven't really been eating any much of those But I'll get those juiced so I've been drinking a lot of juice. I like juice anyway. There's a place called uh, Main Squeeze down here that I go to. Main Squeeze is, I'm loving Main Squeeze. If I could buy a Main Squeeze, I'd buy one. Main Squeeze has a good mixture of drinks, um, cold pressed. So it's just straight juice from, from with, with nothing added to it. Just juice, pure juice. And it'll make you have to go a lot, but I'm telling y'all, the way you'll feel is much better. And like I told you, I am not perfect at the way I eat. I still cheat on the weekends and stuff. But during the week, I try to eat pretty good. At, at work, I keep fresh vegetables. I'm not fresh vegetables, but, well, yeah, some fresh vegetables and a lot of fresh fruit at my job. And that's what I eat at lunch now. And I drink a lot of teas. Like, sage is good when you throw it in your tea. I drink these certain kind of um, teas called uh, Prince of Peace, which are that's like a it's I buy them in an Asian food market called Prince of Peace tea, and it's ginger and honey crystals, and they're real good. It's, it's just it's got basic ingredients in it too. It does have some glucose in it, so it'll raise, it might raise your glucose level. So be careful, but um, you can get that on your own. Um, if you don't want to use that, just get straight ginger. And I'm telling you, mix that in with different types of herbs that you can buy right at Walmart or H-E-B. And what's crazy to me is that they say that it's expensive to eat healthy. It's not necessarily true. I'm learning that for the same amount of uh, that I will pay for a burger or a steak, I could probably eat for two or three days worth of uh, fruits and vegetables on that same amount of money. I can get a whole thing of cucumbers for like less than three dollars or three dollars or less maybe a little over three depending on how much they put on there because they do it by weight i think so just think of that uh, a big thing of grapes might be the grapes might be one of the more expensive things i buy with seeds in it red globe grapes those might be at the most maybe like six bucks but they'll those grapes they'll last me because it's it's one of the heavier types of fruits i found um, it hits your stomach a little heavier 
But the crazy thing that I found is I can eat way more fruits and vegetables and not feel full and, and fucked up than I can eating just a little bit of meat and steak and all that. The moment I eat just a little bit of that, I, I get heavy and tired, but I still keep wanting to eat it. I can eat a lot of fruits and vegetables and, and not feel like I have to keep eating. And still feel full, but not so full that I need to go take a nap. I'll actually be energized. So I'm telling you, try. Just eat one, then eat the other. Eat one, then eat the other. And just keep on trying to, f just keep weighing it out in your mind. The same way you did when you're trying to get off drugs, do that with this. You see what I'm saying? But I'm going to get up off of here, man. And get back to handling this business. And hopefully sooner or later, I will be introducing y'all to something I want to unveil to you guys. And share with you guys here in the near future Maybe in the upcoming months So as always I just want to wish everybody out there Peace and paper Goodbye